Sup witches, Phil here. Christmas is right around the corner. And if you're not feeling Christmassy yet, then make sure you listen to our Sabrina's 12 Days of Christmas. If it can melt the icy hearts of myself, Graham and Chris, I'm sure it can get you in that festive spirit. Now, back to business. I'm afraid we've got some bad news. You see, we did plan to record another extra credit. This one talking about a much-beloved family magical movie. But I had to go and move house, didn't I? So our plans went out the window. However, we do have some good news. We're pulling season two forward. Hey! Sabrina the Teenage Watch season two will start on Monday the 8th of January. And if you can't wait until then, well, here's a taster of what you can expect from our first few episodes. We know witches are a gender-neutral name. Name, yes. But this episode only features female witches. Well, I well, mean, you're not going to have a, uh, a co-ed bunk at witch camp, are you? There'll probably be a male barrack room. Yeah. But they're not going to, yeah. They're not they're going to mix and match. That's, that's not going to enforce discipline, is it? In fact, quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, 17-year-olds, boys and girls sharing the same room. Yeah, Phil, that's a clever idea, isn't it? Glad <laughs> you're not running witch camp. It'd be an orgy. <laughs> If Sabrina fails, that she'll become wholly mortal. And it's like, that is the fucking cruelest thing to do. It's like, you turn 16, you get these powers, awesome. You spend a year with the powers, you turn 17. Turns out that you need to get a, a license, fair enough. So you do the test that you think gets you a license, it doesn't, it gets you a permit. If you fail the actual fucking license, then the powers that you've just had for a year and will have for this year until you turn 18 are gone. Poof. No, you're fucking mortal. Bye bye. And as well, and you'd she... never get over that. No, you, you would. You would end... psychological damage that. Absolutely, you would end up in a padded cell. Like I was a witch once. I tell you, <laughs> I could do magic. <laughs> now the ingredients for the the boy brew that we learned. I today, like this. Yeah, are very good. Very again. Uh, we've had so many nursery rhyme influences in uh, the episodes. So, what are the uh, what are the ingredients that go into this potion? Slugs and snails and puppy dogs' tails. Synthetic. Synthetic. Obviously, we don't want to be cruel to puppy dogs. But slugs and snails, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Cupid appears once again. However, this time he's applying talcum powder to his genitals. Bit grim. Yeah. Very grim. <laughs> it's like, it's, why? Surely, surely at some point, you know, I'm assuming that this Cupid business, there's going to be more than one Cupid. Therefore, you've got to rotor in breaks because if there's only one Cupid, he's going to be in high demand. Surely you say the spell and if, for example, Cupid is talking his balls, <laughs> you know, another one, comes. <laughs> another one comes or you get a note saying, be ready in five minutes. I'm talking my balls. I'm talking my <laughs> balls, you know. The, the you know thing he wears, he describes it as a diaper. Yes. Mm. Does he have control of his bowels? <laughs> <laughs> what happens if he needs to change the diaper and Who someone magics him? Who changes the diaper? And what happens if someone magics him up when he's getting the change of a diaper? <gasps> yeah, does he just appear on his back on the table with <laughs> his feet in the air? Who knows? Or does he just magic the poo away? Is there a magic poo realm somewhere? Oh, you know, oh. just, uh, all poo gets transferred there. Yeah, Salem got off lucky. He could have, you know, he got turned into a cat for 100 years. He could have been sent to the poo realm for eternity. <laughs> Hilda says that the dungeon is already too cluttered with crap, so where are they going to put it? And boys, we fucking knew it. We said it uh, so early on in season one. There's a fucking dungeon. <laughs> yeah, we've not seen it yet. 
hopefully we will, at some point in the next five years of programming. <laughs> but there is actually a dungeon underneath the Spellman House, and Hilda is the one who brings it up, because she is definitely the one who spends the most time down there. And she knows that the dungeon is full. Full of what? Yeah. Torture yeah. equipment? Bodies? Axes, <laughs> tarp? For clean up. Oh, oh. the dungeon, dungeon tiled floor, definitely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, I know what's in there. It's a rack as well, isn't it? Oh, definitely. A guillotine. Yeah. I swear to God, there will be a cadaver down there that has been hung, drawn, and quartered. Yeah. Is that where Mr. Pool's gone? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe Um, Max Cadaver Shack operates out of the Spellman basement. Did we ever consider that? Maybe that's how Hilda gets her money. Yeah. Maybe. Oh wow, she she is Mike from Mike's Cadaver. There we go. There we go.